heavily, I'm a clown. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bitcoin Echo Chamber, the show about Bitcoin and Bitcoin virtual bounty hunters. I had Khan from Donner Labs on today to talk about the alpha release of their new game called Bitcoin Bounty Hunter. You guys are going to love this conversation. I had so much fun having this conversation with Ben and uh, Khan, and we actually chatted for like 45 minutes after the stream because we just couldn't stop. If you guys want to try out Bitcoin Bounty Hunter, I'm going to put a link uh, to the download down in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. It's actually a lot of fun, and I think that this is going to be a new chapter in onboarding uh, the gaming population onto Bitcoin and Lightning. I mean, this is huge, guys. I can't even stress enough how amazing I think that this project is. Uh, I, I love everything about it. I love the revenue model. I love the passion that they're putting into the game development. I love what they've been able to do with Lightning. Now, I'm not going to talk about it too much here. Let's just get right to the interview, and then I'll talk to you guys again at the end. This episode of the Bitcoin Echo Chamber podcast is sponsored by WTFHappenedIn1971.com. The economics meme taking the world by storm where all of us are trying to find out the answer to what the heck happened in 1971. WTF1971 also has a merch store now. You can find it at WTF-1971.creator-spring.com. I'll post a link to that down in the show notes if you want to check it out. Thanks for the support. Con, how you doing, man? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Dude, we're excited to have you. We, we got Ben Prentice here in the house today again, too. What's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is uh, one of the developers at Donner Labs working on uh, Bitcoin Bounty Hunt. And, and Ben and I played this game yesterday, and we're, our brains were like going nuts with, with the possibilities of what this could turn into. Um, I think you guys might have maybe possibly captured a little bit of lightning in a bottle here, uh, pun intended. Con. okay <laughs> i don't know what, what just like what has it been like so far i mean you guys just launched the alpha um were you surprised like by the by the feedback you've gotten or like the number of users you've had so far like what's it been like just since you launched alpha yeah we're so we launched on wednesday so today what it's today it's monday and it's been great so far so we're we're steadily getting more users and basically the feedback we're getting is everyone thinks it's kind of fun, not just because of the Bitcoin or Lightning component, but because of the gameplay itself, which is pretty cool. So most of our user base right now probably has never heard of Lightning or Bitcoin before, and it's pretty awesome to get them to stack their first stats and maybe... Like today we had a big discussion on Discord. How can I pay out my my wallet balance? And then the so I I wasn't there. So the community came together uh, came together and figured it out. Basically, okay, you need to download a wallet and create an invoice. And yeah, that was pretty cool to to witness. Basically, so most of your users have never used Bitcoin. Yes, we we think so. We're pretty sure about that. That's actually amazing. Where where do you think they're coming from? Are they coming from itch? Um. Most of them, so we have in our Discord there like 1,300 people. So most of them came, f uh, most of them are French and they came from s some news, some French news website because when we first announced the project, we said like, hey, come to our Discord, you will get an alpha key, which was, I think, early this year. And then basically <laughs> like 500 people joined in, in two or three hours, which was pretty awesome. Wow. 
That's amazing. So, I, and and yeah, I mean, like, let's talk about that a little bit. So we were talking about this a little bit before the stream started. Now, this is like one of the only games I've seen um, that's non-custodial and uses lightning. Can you talk a little bit about that implementation and like what steered you guys in that direction? So what steered us in this direction is because we're based in Germany and we have to follow our <laughs> local laws, unfortunately, and um, custodial wallets are not really possible here. And I think in a lot of jurisdictions. So this is why we came with the idea, okay, let's just uh, have a game uh, with a included Neutrino wallet. So we're running um, LND in Neutrino alongside the game and we've built like our own like some kind of platform which connects to every one of those nodes and then as soon as they uh, earn enough in-game we will open a channel to them so that they can receive their first funds and it's cool because in like our first two playtests we onboarded 60 or 70 users with lightning channels basically in in, in one day so walk me through how it works a little bit so you say it's non-custodial and i'm not an expert on lightning by any means now, from my understanding, you have to be running the full node that the Lightning n node is pointed to in order to actually be controlling the keys. Is my is my misunderstanding there? Um, this is basically how most people would run their uh, Lightning nodes, but LND has the option to run it in Neutrino mode. For example, uh, Zep, the mobile wallet, does that. So Neutrino is basically you do not need to have a Bitcoin backend, but you can uh, receive block filters from... Um, serving nodes and these these are mostly BTCD nodes but also there's a Bitcoin D pull request which which we run which works fine so that um, the users do not need to run a Bitcoin node and it's really cool because um, you do not need to sync a node to um, be a participant of the Lightning Network and also the bandwidth and space requ requ requirements are really low it's like couple of of megabytes i think it's it's up to 100 or something which for games is basically nothing and one thing that surprised me which i was actually really happy to see i expected to have to fund my lightning node when i first booted up the game i was expecting to have to send you guys like you know 100,000 sats or whatever but you guys actually start the player out with like a zero balance and they earn sats as they play and that once they build up enough credit that allows them to open a channel with the game company is that how it works uh yes so how it works is you start with zero balance in our in, in your lightning node and then as soon as you earn enough we can open a channel to you so yeah it's as i said so what the game is is doing is basically it's paying out to our service to a user and if if that user has enough funds then we can open a channel to him and at this point the uh, opening uh, transaction will take some time and then the user is able to receive uh, real native lightning bitcoin non-custodial transactions and and they're not they're not even knowing that they're doing it right we're calling it they need to earn a bitcoin bounty hunter license and then they're uh, able to um, receive funds so we're trying to to gamify it a little bit but it but it's a hard problem the ux of lightning is is hard mm -hmm. and but we think that gamers might be a good target audience for this as they are they most of them can control their pcs a little bit so <laughs> we're hoping that this might catch on well see that's what i found fascinating about it con is um so not only have you gamified red pilling people or orange pilling people into bitcoin and lightning uh <laughs> You've also done something that I think is 
is fascinating and actually kind of groundbreaking in a way. Because, see, there's a lot of these kind of Bitcoin games that are starting to pop up, and I, I think they're fun, and I think they're interesting, and they'll spread more awareness. But you guys have done something a little bit different here. Uh, most of the Bitcoin games that I've seen so far are what I call gambling with more steps. Uh, essentially, you play, you place some, you know, Bitcoin into it, maybe, um, you know, just like staking some, and then you can kind of... Uh, find a way to like get more back out from by taking it from what other other players have staked on their side if you if you win um, but this model seems to like uh, a, a like a really different where you're getting you know you have this kind of sponsors page and anybody can set up a a, a, a like a, a an ad in the game and fund those ads and actually anybody can fund you know so if there was like a BTC pay ad and I like BTC pay I can go fund that you know, if I'm just some kind of uh, benefactor. So it's this really interesting model where I can, it's a free-to-play game, or, or it, it's, you're not adding Bitcoin to it, and then you can actually walk away with Bitcoin. Uh, do, do you want to talk about how you guys came up with that? I, I think that's... Yeah, we came up with it because um, we, we did a game previously to Bitcoin Bounty Hunt, and this worked in a basically gambling way, but not only... Again, is it hard to abide by the local laws if you do gambling, but also people need Bitcoin first, and, and this sucks. This shrinks the possible user base by a lot, and also, I mean, come on, let's let's give, give ba uh, gamers some, some Bitcoin, right? So this is why we came up with the idea, okay, let's have advertising. No one, every, everyone knows advertisement in, in games, but what if we because we can do microtransactions, right? What if we give a little bit back to the to the user? And yeah, we, we think also that this is a pretty cool idea because it's, everyone wins, right? <laughs> in, in in this kind, the, the advertiser can do his advertisement, the user earns some Satoshis and, and we also can, can take a fee, so, so it's a pretty cool model. So why don't you, we, we've talked about this for a bit, can you just kind of just give us a brief overview of what, what kind of game it is and how it works just for the listeners so they can follow along? Ah, okay, so the game is a, fir uh, a online first-person shooter, so like your Counter-Strike or like uh, modern Battle Royale games, it's basically free for all and you just join the map, join the server and basically you run around, um, collect these Satoshi Cube is what we call them, which actually contain a Satoshi and these increase your uh, what we call bounty and if you kill another person you can uh, claim his bounty. So the game is basically run around, kill people, collect uh, cubes and at the end of a round all the uh, loot you collected or bounty you collected will be sent to your uh, node, to your lightning node. So um, Ben touched on the advertising thing and like I, when I first booted up the game and I first started playing, I was like, wow, this is really cool. You know, I, I like what they've done here. But what really blew me away was when I was like, well, I want to check out their advertising just to see what it's all about. Because, you know, Ben and I are involved in a few different things. And I was like, it'd be fun to, you know, just throw a few sats towards the devs and um, do some advertising. And I put our WTF happened in 1971 onto the sponsors page. And it only cost me like a thousand sats to get it started. Um, and, and, now, Khan, I think I've figured out how this works, but when you pay sats, you're buying P sats, which is like player views, I'm assuming, by each player that runs by and actually views the billboard. That counts as like a P sat. It's sort of like just a view count, right? 
Oh, okay, so it's good to see that you didn't understand it correctly so that we can maybe explain it a little bit better or also change it uh, in the future. But a piece set is basically a Satoshi that a player will earn in the future. So because we're not thinking, okay, maybe we can we want to track views or or how can you track views in a game just by passing by your uh, your um, cursor along the advertiser. What we're basically is offering advertisers to buy goodwill from their um oh, from the players okay so so a player sets. satoshi will get to a player at some point okay that makes sense so you're funding prize pools basically for players and yes. that's what that number is telling you how much payout you're paying for well what you know what you need for that is you need a leaderboard to show what sponsors you have that have paid the most psats just so that players can see like oh who has been funding you know most of my gameplay addiction here. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, could really gamify good. everything, you know? So, like, what blew me away about the advertising was I set it up in, like, it took me, like, five seconds. Literally, all I had to do was type in a name, put in a picture, and send a thousand sats over from my lightning node. And literally, boom, like, my picture was in the game. It got approved, like, almost instantly. And it's in the game. And now, like, I'm advertising in real time to all of these people playing this game. That's just incredible. I mean, you, you didn't ask me for any information. There, there, it was so low drag. It only cost me a 1,000 sats. Like, I was literally blown away. <laughs> yeah, we, the uh, the verification works. We have, like, this Discord Discord bot, which sends us, um, all, all who are working on the game, which sends us an image, and we need to manually approve it. It's sometimes faster and sometimes slower, but... I think it's fine because we need to verify that it's not some, I mean, copyright is, is probably a big problem, but also we do not really want to have uh, not safe for work content on there. Yeah, but absolutely. what we love is having memes. Basically, there are not enough memes in game yet, is what I would say. But right <laughs> like now, Bitcoin it's probably memes. like 60% memes just all over all the buildings. So like, if you, Yeah, if, because that's what we're doing. <laughs> if you guys haven't played this game... Um, essentially, like you're running around and there's all these buildings all over, and the advertisements are plastered on the walls like like billboards or graffiti almost. So like as you're playing the game, you're seeing these advertisements all over, but they're very non-intrusive. Like they don't they're not pop-ups or anything like that. They're just there while you're playing the game. It's I, I it's almost like something out of um, like Ready Player One. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, I I have another question, Gon. Um, so the, do you plan to have the game free to play uh, going yes. forward? forever so yeah <laughs> it only makes sense you you want to capture every gamer who possibly want to play your game you need to do it free to play so that's uh, what i would say the economics of it are what interests me the most and you know we're colin and i were kind of chatting about this and one of the things that i'm sure that you guys have already started thinking about but you know really uh jumped out to us is, um will people find ways to you know game game or to game the system and and kind of like maybe like bots that could go around collecting Satoshis for them yeah. and extract money out of it. Um, I think that's a hard problem to solve, but uh, I, I'm fascinated to watch you guys do it. Yeah, it's a super hard problem. I mean, as soon as you have like eSports with some sort of compensation, you will have bots and cheaters. Bots are actually kind of fun if they're not, if they will, if they not will be too good because then you can be a bot farmer right so you could farm those bots if you if you can outsmart them basically but yeah i mean the cool thing is so your the time you need to invest to earn a channel is a bit right so if you're not cheating up to this point you invested some time and then we can basically just ban your node and 
you will not be able to join again. So this is a, a little bit of like civil resistance, but yeah, it's a super hard problem which no game developer solved yet. So we need to find a way to basically maybe have like, okay, you're a super ver verified person. You only play against these super trusty people. I don't know, something like this would could could possibly work. But yeah, it's a hard problem to solve. So what I was thinking in that regard is um, one of the things that I've noticed just in the time I've spent playing is sometimes you're tempted to just run around and avoid combat uh, and just pick up sats. And and it kind of limits your ability to earn sats. Um, it's You can earn a lot more by going around and killing other players because then they're doing the work for you. Like they're picking up the sats and you're just <laughs> taking their sats. So maybe uh, one of the ways to combat bots would be to add like... Uh, a growing bounty to players that haven't had been in combat for longer periods of time, like a like a rolling bounty that sort of stacks and gets higher and higher to sort of uh, incentivize people to seek out and kill those bots that are just trying to farm cubes. Yeah, that could make sense. But still, maybe. So right now we have like two two valid playstyles, which is pretty cool. So I don't know how we want to move forward to this. But what we're now uh, working on, and which should release this week, hopefully, is basically to to mark the top three players so that everyone can hunt them. Because if the server is not too, is not, um, if there are only three of, or even ten people playing, I think it spread out, it spreads out too much, and now we can concentrate on on these the, these bounty leaders, which should bring in some more action. So if you're if you're just a bot running around, I mean you you're not gaining as much, right? And yeah, and if you find like these farming people and you kill them, that's also great if they're bad at the game, basically. But yeah, it's a it's a could be a cool could be a cool uh, solution or addition to that problem. And I've noticed you guys have been doing a lot of really subtle um, tweaks to the gameplay model, like in the last few days. Like I, I played for a little while, and you would lose like sixty percent of your stats when you die. And then I played the other day, and it was a hundred percent. And now you recently added this thing where ten percent of your stats every thirty seconds or so slowly drip into your wallet while you're playing, so that it's kind of it kind of turns into a game of like. Um, um, like what's like a game where you have like a hold the point almost where like you want to yeah, hold like, as many uh, yeah. stats as you can for as long as you can because you're essentially earning points by holding more stats and if you die you lose those stats and you have to go try to get some back yeah it's something we're experimenting with the problem with uh, dropping 100% of your bounty and not have these trickling payments is you can be super lucky at the end of the round and kill the number one player which is fine but um, yeah, I think these trickling payments are pretty cool because it rewards uh, consistency, but also you can get this lucky shot at the end of the, the round so that you're high in the leaderboard. But yeah, as I said, we're just experimenting a lot because this is why we opened up the alpha because yeah, we need user feedback and we just need to see what's fun. Right, and, and other like other first-person shooters tend to have different game modes that the player can select. So maybe you know in the future you'll have that where it's like, this one, you know, is a slow drip. Yeah. This one is winner take all. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot we can add. We're we're like uh, time and and uh, work hours constrained, but there's a lot we want to do and a lot we hope to achieve in the in the near future. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what, what, where do you see this game going? Like, how do you see this game? playing because right now it's pretty bare bones i mean it's in early alpha 
Um, like, what, what would you compare your vision of this game to, to the existing FPSs out there? I don't know. It should be like this fun competition which you want to join, not only because you, you earn some sats, but because the game is fun and, and the game is fun. And it should be like this this thing, oh, um, it's Bitcoin bounty hunt. It's it's the thing in its own. No FPS currently is like it. Everyone, like these, it's it's a little bit like a battle royale, but it's more forgiving is, is how I would see it. And it also, it's not only about killing, but also about this secondary uh, effect of, of uh, looting Satoshi. Yeah, and we see it, I don't know, we want to have different maybe classes, cool maps, and like this, these customization options, and I don't know, it's basically, we're early yet, right? And we want, we want to see it grow to be this pretty cool FPS, which could get a lot, a lot of people into Bitcoin, which is our main goal. Well, I think it's really cool that you've gone, you know, when... <laughs> Instead of having a pay-to-win kind of game, you have a a, a win-to-get-paid kind of game. And <laughs> I'm really really happy to see what you guys get to do with this. Um, you know, you can consider all sorts of things like uh, actually having skins that people could pay for, and then using you know the money you know the money that you get from people paying for skins to actually reinvest into the game and give players. Oh, oh more this skin. is already included. Yeah, oh, okay. So you can buy you can buy skins and. Um, 10% of the skin purchase gets into a item pool and every round we um, pay out from this item pool. So we already have like this idea of a player economy. And we have, we have like three pools. We have this advertisement pool, which comes from the sponsors page. Then we have the donation pool, which where everyone can donate to players or also from the uh, website. And then we have this item shop pool. And these three together should allow to the game to have enough satoshi to be kind of interesting and also we have this feature where um basically you can increase the bounty of a person for example what we are um, seeing with it is that streamers can play the game and their audience increases their bounty with um, lightning payments it's already on also it's live bounty it's called on this web page so the idea would be okay it's like a donation but it's a little bit different you know you're donating your streamer so that his game uh, can get more interesting. And also, if you have people streaming the game, then advertisement will also become more interesting because you're not only limited to those people playing the game, which is not easy to scale, but you can scale up to uh, hundreds, of th uh, hundreds of thousands of people just by having the game stream-friendly. You just mentioned something that um, made me think of another confusion I had. Um, in your game, you can actually there's the option inside the game menu to donate and you choose there's like a slider to donate between the devs and the game so you were saying just now i'm assuming the game side donates to the prize pool of the game yes okay yeah see i don't think that's very clear because i thought i was okay one side was for game development and then the other side was like directly to like a tip for the developers ah okay so that might be something to revise a little bit there oh yeah <laughs> I'm interested to know more about how, um, you know, a Bitcoiners who already have Lightning um, nodes and, and are are savvy about it, and also how, you know, these kind of um, pre-coiners or whatever who are coming into your game, um, what is their experience like when they do want to withdraw? Like, you know, pretending I know nothing about the game. What does it look like? Do you, go, you know, do you have guides? Do you guide them through it? Um, and are, do they store, you know, a seed on their computer or what? How does how does that look like for the average user? 
so the documentation regarding that is uh, pretty not existent at this point but of course we will we will improve that but um yeah we do we we create a seed and we just um have it in clear text currently in uh, in in your computer at your computer so a user does not know he's running a lightning node right because what does this information benefit him so he just knows he can receive money and and we can be clear that okay it's not custodial right so um, I think the experience is pretty fine up until you come to that um, moment where you want to pay out. Then you need to educate the user. Okay, you need to have a um, a um, mobile wallet or maybe another kind of wallet. And this is also where we see like possibility for advertisement, right? Um, there could be, for example, if you're an exchange which accepts Lightning, right? You maybe want to be on the withdraw page so that users could directly... Um, withdraw their Bitcoin bounty uh, hunt funds to, to um, your exchange, for example. So this is also something we want to consider for advertisement. And this is all because we are not um, too much focusing on uh, existing Bitcoin users. I mean, we're super happy when they play our, our game, but to have um, pre-corners and then new corners and then they can explore this um, this ecosystem of exchanges of wallets. They can maybe learn a bit about it, and to have that in a game, I think, is is pretty cool. And the the one service which we recommend, we always recommend uh, people p uh, pay to is uh, Poyo Feed. So this is like this first. Okay, <laughs> one K starts so that I can feed a chicken is pretty dope. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so so once they they get a a, a payout on their on their wallet on their neutrino node, which is built into the game, which is really mind-blowing in a second, and then they want to, you know, send that off somewhere else, do they have to open a channel out no. with outgoing? They don't. No, we, we open the channel. We right. do all the channel management for the users. So they could theoretically so, pay out from their their game wallet directly to another Lightning invoice? Yes. Cool. Exactly. This is what what uh, they're currently <laughs> figuring out in our Discord. Oh, I can pay to my uh, mobile phone wallet. Which honestly, or to Poyo Feed. <laughs> you could just yeah yeah. Shout out Joe <laughs> Cimenti for uh, Poyo Feed. We love you, man. Yeah, he's a good uh, guy. I met him in Boston. He was hilarious. Okay. Yeah. The. Uh, I mean, you, you know, nowadays you you could just like donate straight to your tip and dot me. You know, if you have a Twitter. I mean, it's it's pretty dang easy. Okay. Yeah, we have not uh, thought about that. Yet maybe we can advertise advertise this a little bit more to have like users they need some some information where they can pay to and this is uh, currently still missing. Right. I mean, partly you have a responsibility because you don't want to make your users think, oh, you know, I can withdraw like I can just store thousands of dollars on my tip and dot me. Right. Like, how do you have that yeah. conversation with a gamer? Like, no, this is this is <laughs> custodial, and you want to make sure that you have to run your own full node and hold your own private keys, and they're gonna look at you cross-eyed. Yeah, that's that's a that's a hard one to balance. I mean, it's it's great that you have them having it custodially, uh, you know, custodial on their own uh, game node thing. But uh, you know that you obviously your story is plain text, so obviously it's meant for a smaller amounts. So that's a that's one way to you know you you should really be, I think, drilling into that's probably one of the most interesting things as this game gets bigger. And you know the you know one of the ways to think about it is uh, yeah, the game may not get you know huge mainstream global but at the same time um all it takes is one of those streamers like like ninja or something to just show up and 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 having these ideas uh about how 
I, I think it's so cool that you know that the the, fo- the followers of a stream can then add money in. Uh, that I mean that can scale up really quickly when you get a big streamer. So uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Scaling a, a multiplayer game is hard, but scaling a game to stream is super easy. But I'm just saying, like the, as the amounts scale. Uh, up to astronomical numbers, uh, that, okay. that's when I think it gets really interesting. Yeah. But again, then, this is... So, our tech is, is should be able to, to do this, basically. Because, yeah, you can just... We can open... If Ninja, Ninja joins, then we can open a bigger channel to him, right? Because we see, oh, he's getting so much money, let's open a bigger channel. And the cool thing is, right, because we're doing all the channel, this is also part of, of our business models. Okay, we, we can basically control the fees. They, they can choose to create their own, own channel if they're a power user, but also we're... If, because we want to open our, our like, game notes to other game developers, right? The, their users then already have a channel, but but we are the economic node behind it, so we can receive those fees uh, that where users pay out or pay into. And is that channel opening and closing, or channel opening, is that all automated? Yes. Wow. And and there's cool stuff coming, right? So you you can now have channels because it's it's pretty expensive at the moment to open a channel. So. We're we're fronting at the moment, but then you have like uh, channel factories, so that we can open uh, multiple channels in one Bitcoin transaction, which is pretty cool. And the user would just say, "Okay, you can withdraw your funds tomorrow. You can still receive, but you can only withdraw your funds tomorrow." And then I think that's fine. And then also, but we could also do zero confirmation channels and and stuff like this. So just just the cool thing is when you're building. When you're not creating your own custodial wallet and when you're having users with LND and or, or Lightning in general, they, they have these these super cool payment tools available and they innovate so much every day. For example, we're using basically only Keysend right now because it's so um, so easy to do. We do not have to fumble around with invoices. The game server who, who pays out to the user can just say, I want to pay to this node. I pay to this node, and he he does not even uh, have to to receive an invoice from from the game uh, from the player's node, basically. Have you considered adding um, loop capabilities so that they can yes. loop out <laughs> to on chain? That's great, dude. <laughs> yeah, because then it's easier then to to interface with existing exchanges, for example, and also with a lot of uh, Bitcoin wallets. Yeah, I think that that actually is a good you know, especially because. The, the idea of getting small amounts is obviously much better on Lightning, but in general, um, you know, people will probably be withdrawing in larger amounts. So an on-chain transaction might actually be very applicable. And, so, you know, sometimes on-chain Bitcoin is a lot easier to understand. But, you know, who knows? Lightning might yeah. might prove us wrong there eventually. Yeah, again, it's early and, and we can um, experiment a lot. And it's great that Lightning improves by by the days basically and then that we can easily include all of those cool new features just because we're running LND Neutrino and do not have to create our own system for that for those features. Yeah, the the thing that I'm um I don't know how you guys are handling your transactions. I I Lightning is still a bit of an enigma to me. I really need to dig into the protocol more. But um the you guys require you were you called it earlier the bounty hunter license, which is sort of the upfront earnings that you require your players to have before they the channel opens for them. Um, is that 
that that doesn't even cover the cost of well I, I guess that might um, depending on that doesn't cover the cost of opening the channel or, or does it not currently no it was a couple of months earlier it was easily covering those those 5k sats was covering a opening transactions but not uh, in today's or this week's fee market right I mean we're looking at like 160 uh, sats per byte right now I mean that, that could probably continue going up um, in the foreseeable future uh, well, are you, you guys think you might just eat that cost or like how are you gonna handle that again uh, those um, we can just lower the confirmation times which the user shouldn't care because he can just um, he can still receive but he cannot send out those payments and then um, channel factories are basically you can create a lot of lightning channels with one Bitcoin transaction which should also lower the costs by a lot we we, ha we have not um, integrated that yet but this was on this month's schedule so we hope to have that soon and then I don't know I think it can be made economical and if not then the users just need to play more or then the advertisers need to pay more or they need to they need to provide more value by being a streamer basically mm -hmm. so I think we can work work around this right right or like maybe uh players have to reach a certain point on the leaderboard or a certain number of hours in the game or something like that or it can just be a bought dlc right we can yeah. always have this option you can play it for free but you would need to play like 10 hours to receive a channel or you can just pay i don't know five dollars and we can we open a channel to you right right um so yeah the, the only other thing that i something to circle back to when we were talking about advertising i don't i don't think i got a chance to mention this one of the things that i really really like is that um you guys have on the sponsors page you've got all the sponsors for your game listed and if i i can look through those sponsors and i can actually pay to fund the sponsorship of a company or a service or a meme that i really really like on your sponsors page so as somebody who like I don't really own like a business per se, but as somebody who has like a product that I want to advertise and, and if I can actually show that to my um, user base, my customer base, if you will, and have them see that and, and use that as a form of donation to me while also supporting um, Bitcoin Lightning Network, like game development like that. I tweeted that out just before we started this call, like. You know, if you're a fan of WTF happened in 1971 and you want to support Bitcoin Lightning development, help us advertise on, um, you know, Bitcoin Bounty Hunt and just go to this page and fund our advertising campaign. And like you're killing two birds with one stone. It's actually amazing. Yeah, I don't know if we already have. Uh, I have not checked it yet that you could just directly link to your sponsor page. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, you can't do but, that yet. Um, you can't do that. No, you. we, we just uh, edit that with the live bounty so that you have like a static link which you can include in your stream but i have not thought about doing this for sponsors yet but that makes total sense that would be perfect because what we wa also want to have like maybe some open source projects because this is like where you may want to donate but you it's it's i don't know maybe you want to donate to the open source project directly but uh, i get your point mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i don't think there's anything wrong with with you guys trying to provide some incentives, you know, for, for some of the advertisers that you'd like to see um, higher up on the list or like like to point people towards like Bitcoin core development or something like that. I mean, that's kind of a huge problem, right? I mean, funding open source software development. 
Yeah, I don't know what a piece that may be worth as sats in the future. For example, a piece that could be worth more than one sat, right? If if there's a big streamer and then he sees Bitcoin Core on on his screen, maybe all of his viewer will see will see the the advertisement and will want to donate to Bitcoin Core. Maybe it can it can work out this way. We're not too sure how this will work out. Hmm. Yeah, and actually on that note, when you're in game, is there a way to there isn't a way to actually click the hyperlink for the advertisement, is there? No, not yet. Yeah, and and I'm not too sure how to do that to be not intrusive or right. What if you have? Who would want to close their game to open a link? I'm not too sure. Maybe we will have it on on like a page. What if you had the... one key that could just bookmark those for later? Like, oh, that looks interesting. I'll check it out. Uh, hit G, and then later you have a list of all the ones you bookmark. Yeah, that's that could really make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting, actually. Yeah, because, I mean, especially, like, one thing I've noticed with the game, you know, it, it plays in 10-minute rounds, right? When that 10 minutes is going, like, you don't want to leave the computer. Like, you want to sit no. there and, like, hold your bounties for as long as you can. And, and if you, because if you leave, you might die and, like, lose some of it. So, you don't want to be, like, if you pass some interesting-looking website, you don't want to be like, oh, I need to remember to check that out. You're not, you're not even thinking about that. Another thing you can do is have... Uh, just a list, a history of the, the last ones you moused over, right? So you could you could have the bookmark feature, so you have a list of your specific bookmarks, but also like, hey, what was the last 10 ones that I happened to mouse over? I thought there was a cool one that I, I didn't bookmark. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, I, I really like the idea of having, like uh, you said, this leak, uh, this ranking for these uh, sponsors so that you can maybe click on, on them directly on this on this page. This could make a lot of sense. Another thing you could think about kind of integrating, uh, and I don't think that Jack has really launched yet, but I think once uh, Jack launches and if, if he has good tools and APIs, having Strike be uh, a way that, you know, a pre-coiner could come into this and let's say, you know, in that situation earlier where we were saying, listen, it costs $5 if you want to get that channel open right away and the pre-coiner doesn't have any Bitcoin, um, what if they could use Strike to, you know, pay, well, I guess, I guess that would work yeah. anyway. Um, because that's how Strike works, but I think you can set it up reverse where you're accepting a USD payment and then just immediately converting that to Bitcoin to get into the game. Um, it just it just smooths out all those lines and, and just makes everything so much... Uh, uh, so shout out, yeah, shout I out think, to Jack. <laughs> I think some f like fiat conversions on ramps could probably make a lot of sense, but yeah, we, we're not at this point yet. <laughs> That, Currently, Bitcoin only, no that, fiat allowed. <laughs> that seems like it might be a gray area for you guys too, because it's like if you're offering, like if you're merchanting the Bitcoin, like if you're saying, "Hey, come to us with fiat, and we'll give you this Bitcoin in exchange," I feel like that adds a little bit of um, complication to your legal work there, because yeah, you're not custodying it, but like you're 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 taking funds and then you're giving the user something in exchange that they're using within your game ecosystem that they can then take out and it's like fungible currency like i, I don't know that that might i don't know yeah I don't, you would probably need kyc for this and um AL, AL, alm laws but i think selling bitcoin or a channel would not be the problem but buying it basically uh, regarding mon money laundering yeah maybe hmm. maybe just, so it could work maybe it's better just leave it as a as a tool that people can use to get in and out yeah, maybe. I mean, you could, you, we could not um, offer those uh, um, services, but we could link to them, right? I'm certain it'll only be a matter of time till you guys have exchanges approaching you to partner. 
yeah, we hope we hope um, our idea would be to have like a league, which like this this seasonal thing, which a exchange could sponsor, and then you could have like these real uh, big prize pools for those players, which could be pretty fun. And then they can take their bitcoins and go gamble on the shitcoin casino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just convert it to 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 buy a I don't know, probably not a car, not today. Maybe if they play today in four years, they can buy a car with their. Right, yeah. Right. So what you gotta bounty. do is you play Bitcoin bounty hunt enough to withdraw on lightning, and then you send that Bitcoin to America's card room where you play poker, and then you win enough money in poker to buy a bunch of lottery tickets, <laughs> and then you make it big. Yeah, that's that's how it could work, right? right. Yeah, that's we're, my. We're right back to gambling plan. with more stacks. More stacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. I, I want to shift gears a little bit because this is something that very few people will talk to me about because so few people understand what the hell I'm even saying. We, we were talking about this before the stream started. We were talking about NFTs and we were talking about like I have hammered. I don't remember if I've done it on the pod before. I think I might have touched on it before, but I think that um, tokenized like decentralized tokenized like items in video games is the dumbest thing i have ever heard i think it's i think currencies like engine that are used to like fund development of items that can be fungibly used or non-fungibly used like between different game systems is so retarded i think it's just that the depths of its stupidity is not yet fully understood but it, we were talking about nfts before the stream started and uh like you, you said you're not really a fan either. Like, well, what are your thoughts on that? And like, have you guys considered using something like that at all? I mean, we're consider we we considered having um, basically players have a market for their skins. We considered that it's still on the table, but we don't see a reason to use it as very or with very expensive NFTs because why basically we're a centralized game you trust us um we could screw you over at any point in time why do you why do you need to pay for the overhead of an nft if we can just have it in our database which uh, skin you own basically yeah right. and also why should other developers use our i'm i'm not really getting it but i think it's i don't i don't know why everyone is running to this idea of having NFTs in their games, but I, we're not seeing it. Well, just so they can take their their crypto kitties from one centralized game and bring it to another centralized game, who can easily shut off yeah. functionality on either side. Like it, yeah, it, it's absolutely silly to me. As well. Well, and also, th these are ICOs, right? It's isn't it a security if you have a if you have your items uh -oh. as an NFT? Yeah. Uh -oh. yeah. And, and that's what it comes down to, right? Like, the reason this idea has so much steam behind it is because the people pushing it are the ones that are trying to sell you tokens. Um, yeah. It, it wouldn't be, like, I mean, Steam already, like, I say this all the time. Steam, like Val Valve's game launcher Steam, already has this, and it's completely centralized, and it works perfectly. Like, you don't need a decentralized database for this because there's no, like, you're not solving the same problems that you solve with Bitcoin. There's no. there's no Byzantine generals problem for taking your trading cards that you've earned from playing, you know, whatever video game you play on Steam and, and turning them into gems and using them to create something else. Like it, it just works on a centralized server. Totally agree. <laughs> 
and and it's, we we talked about this before too. Um, I I I don't think the economics makes sense like at all because if you're a developer, like look at so many um, games these days, especially free to play models like yours, rely on cosmetics. And if you're putting all of this development work into a cosmetic and it has an NFT attached to it, and then your player takes that NFT and expects to be able to use it in another game. Well, why would another developer like want to incentivize you to be able to use items from another? I mean, I guess if you're like an underdog developer and you're competing with like Fortnite or something, you say, Hey, take your Fortnite NFT and use it in our game. Um, and it, and it works. It's this really cool thing that you are, but they already paid for it. So the only thing it does is incentivize users to your game, but it doesn't incentivize them to spend money because they already spent the money on something else. Yeah, but for onboarding, it it's it could this this could really work. I mean, it's a cheap way to basically have users maybe interested in your game. If a super expensive thing in what you say Fortnite is also a super expensive thing in my game, then they may be inclined to join. That's true. It it does kind of solve the sunk cost fallacy problem a little bit, right? Because if I've spent like thousands of dollars in dota 2 and i have all of these dota 2 items and then this new M this new moba comes out and i think oh, i don't want to play that because i put all this time and money into dota 2 well now if i can take like even just a quarter of my items and transfer them to your game yeah that, that does make sense i'll buy that but then how does price finding even work as a developer if you do not know what future developer might use it and um, might create value for it so right right yeah, and, and if those tokens those nfts if they have like an actual finite amount eventually there's going to be a real world cost associated with each of those items that you create yeah you get what i'm saying like if, if there's only like let's use engine coin for example if there's only a hundred thousand engine coin and each digital item you create that you give to your players costs like 10 engine coin to create eventually there's a real world cost associated with the items that you're creating in-house normally digital items are infinitely reproducible does that make sense ah uh, yeah i think i get it i don't think we need to be adding costs to game development <laughs> probably not i mean if you can capture value it's fine if you're just trying to get rich quick which a lot of these projects look like but Oh, that's enough about that. We don't have to talk about <laughs> NFTs. I don't know. I think it's dumb. <laughs> I think it, it probably has has some it has some value to it, but I'm not seeing it at the moment. You guys actually solve the problem that I've been thinking about for a long time, which is how do you um, justify paying a player for an economically unviable activity, right? I mean, me running around in a virtual space shooting other people in a virtual space is not economically viable. Like it produces nothing. Nobody desires me to do that, right? But it, you've created this incentive structure where advertisers are actually incentivized for me to do that. Um, because me running around killing people in your virtual space puts my eyeballs on their product. Like I, I'd never thought about, I mean, and maybe uh, maybe I, I'm speaking too soon. Like I'm gonna start to see advertisements in every single video game. I don't know. <laughs> We probably are when just not seeing it but i think playing a multiplayer game creates value right would would dota 2 be be as big if it has had not as many players so i think there you are providing a value because you're a competitor of of other players so i think there's some value in that but so yeah and we 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 capture it 
with advertisement and also with streaming, right? So you're providing value to this streamer because you're playing against him. You're making his stream more entertaining. Thus, his viewers pay him money. And when you kill him, you earn money as well. Yeah, and that that's the problem that you guys solved. Because, like, I was thinking about it a little bit in a vacuum, right? Like, let's take a game like World of Warcraft. Um, there's no economic incentive for me to pay you to go and kill 10 virtual boars, right? I mean, it, it just doesn't make any sense. But... Your model, like, or particularly, I think it, it's different in the multiplayer sense. Like, when you start to think about it more in, like, the meta game, like, you guys solved it, man. Like, I really think you did. Yeah, hats off. I'm, I'm impressed. Because <laughs> I, I, I've been thinking about this problem for a long time. And, and you know, Matt O'Dell talks a lot about lightning video video games and, you know, Light Knight and there's uh, all these other Bitcoin video games. And most of them are just gambling with more steps. And uh, this is fundamentally different. Very impressed. Um, so, I mean, the only other question I really had on this was like kind of the revenue models. I don't know if you want to get into that too much. Like, if you if you don't, that's totally fine. Like, I understand. Like, but like in terms of advertisements, like what's what's going into your prize pools? Like, do you guys have a set percentage um, for how much you're you're I mean, obviously, you're probably funding most of it yourself right now, the prize pools, I would imagine, right? Uh, yes, because we're advertising ourselves. So right now, um, like one player Satoshi, which we give to a player directly, is costing two Satoshis. So we're taking 50%. And this is a balance act. So it's not... Uh, the game is not paying for itself in any capacity at the moment. Mm -hmm. It might in the future, especially with... Yeah, it's it's multiplayer games are hard to scale. Servers are expensive, so we we need to find a way to make that uh, viable. And this might be with more advertisement, with more targeted advertisement, with referral links to exchanges, wallets. But I I, I see a way. I see a way where it 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 might be viable financially. I think so. I think if you do it right, and you don't you don't get greedy. <laughs> Yeah, what's your? Uh, it's a fine balance. Do you know what the timeline is for this getting into the next stage, like beta or whatever? Mm, it's it's hard it's hard to to have a timeline. I don't know. We're we're just working on it. We want to make it more fun for us. A beta would look like maybe more maps, more models, something like classes to have it uh, um, more. Because games are fun, right? But most games today only work because of their metagame. And this is something we need to figure out. We think of these seasonal events, these seasonal leaks, which could be a fun metagame, but you also want to buy skins or maybe you just want to hang out. Um, I think just hanging out in a virtual space, right now it's showing it's pretty fun with um, Allspace all VR mm -hmm. and, and, and stuff like this. So just hanging hanging around, showing off your skin, maybe paying a random person 1K Satoshi to sing you a song could be fun. <laughs> so this is also something we want to, to, to have like this. Uh, this is like the Bitcoin first-person shooter experience. And how can uh, listeners that are listening to this now help you guys in any way? Uh, I think the most help would be to just play the game and give us feedback. What what you think is fun, report some bugs. Um, you can download the game on itch.io. I think I think if you Google Bitcoin Bounty Hunt itch, you will probably find it. Um, we 
initially were on Steam, but then they basically rejected us because we were using cryptocurrency and they only accept payments via their, their wallet API. So we're on itch. It's pretty good. They have this... You can download the game directly, currently only on Windows. We hope to have Mac soon and Linux at some point. It's a small user base in gaming. And uh, yeah, but you can download the, the itch launcher and then the game will will update itself because we're doing weekly updates. It's easier to just have the launcher updated for you. I, I tweeted this at you guys, and I don't know if you saw it or not, but I really seriously think you should email Gabe Newell yeah. and just talk to him about your game because he's a really smart guy. Um, Gabe listens. Yeah, yeah, no, he does. I mean, does. I want to see our notes, our notes uh, technolo- technology. I want to see it in Steam and in other game launchers. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, I, I really think like if, if you could get this idea in front of him, I think he might make an exception. Uh, and, he's and he's probably a secret Steam. Bitcoiner, right? Yeah, no, right. Totally he has Gabe to be. He's be, smart. <laughs> he would be a Bitcoiner, one hundred percent. Um. So, Con, anything else that you want to talk about that we haven't hit on yet? Mm, I don't know. No. Um. Just. Yeah. I. I hope that a lot of the listeners will try out the game. We think it's fun. If you're a Bitcoiner already just you you can see what what may what the what bitcoin's gaming future might bring and if you're not a bitcoiner yet just download the game and you are a bitcoiner it's that easy <laughs> now now you can be a part of the the cult all you have to do is play this video game <laughs> yeah cool well i'll i'll make sure and put a link uh in the show notes for anybody who wants to download the game totally free really easy to download really easy to set up um not difficult at all um and yeah, Khan, dude, this was actually awesome. I really enjoyed this conversation. You got anything else you want to say to the people before we let you go? Mm, no, nothing to say. Just just play our game, please. It's free, it's easy to install, and it's fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ben, any parting words? No, man, thanks, thanks for coming on, and thanks for uh, exploring the future of uh, Bitcoin economics and games. And uh, Keep up the good work, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for believing in the Bitcoin bounty hunt vision. All right, guys, welcome back. I hope that you liked that interview as much as I did. Please make sure you go check out Bitcoin Bounty Hunter. Like Khan said, the best way you can support them is to go and play their game and earn free stats from killing people. Um, what more could you want? I mean, really, it's it's amazing. And if you want, you can support our advertising campaign on uh, WTF happened in 1971 um, through the bitcoin bounty hunter page if you just go to bitcoinbountyhunt.com slash sponsors i keep saying bounty hunter it's actually bounty hunt and look for wtf happened in 1971 you can support our ad campaign and help support game development by donating to both causes at the same time i just think that that's amazing and those donations are made uh, via lightning if you guys enjoy the show don't forget to thumbs up stars subscribe all that good stuff you can find all of our episodes at bitcoinechochamber.com you can also find us on pretty much any of your favorite podcasting services whether that be itunes or spotify 
We're on a whole bunch of them. If you guys need to contact me, you can get a hold of me at bitcoinechochamber at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter at heavilyarmedc. That's the letter C. My DMs are always open for any questions you might have about Bitcoin, or if you just want to talk to me about the show, or if you want to be a potential guest, whatever. That's all I got for this one, guys. Thanks so much for listening. New episode coming probably pretty shortly after this one, so stay tuned for that, and I will see you in the next one. Uh.